0: Welcome to Coastview. We have a terrific show today as we continue to celebrate the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. Mayor Billy Hughes from Gulfport is in the first segment. And then Senator Jeremy English from District 51, uh, a coastal Mississippi leader, a, a new bright young star here in coastal Mississippi representing us so well. Look forward to talking to him in the second segment. Anyway, let's turn to Mayor Hughes. How, how are you doing, Billy?
1: Hey, we're doing as well as we can under the circumstances, which is pretty good.
0: Yeah, so uh, we got got a lot to talk about. Aquarium, COVID, budget, lots to talk about. But before we do, our friend Robert St. John posted something yesterday that really got me thinking. Uh, Here's the question he asked. What would you attempt to do if you knew you couldn't fail? I mean, a lot of things came to mind with me. Cure cancer. Restores, you know, vision to the blind. You know, develop a political system in America that could actually solve some problems. A lot of things went, and that would be. I actually went on to say that's the first day. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, what what does it make you think of? What's your passion if you were to have that opportunity? You're
1: quite ambitious, Um, you know. And, and of course, you and I too would. We'd probably go on on tour with one of the big hair bands from the '80s. But outside of that. Um, uh, you know, you curing COVID, curing cancer, all those things, you know, come to mind, and and anything that would make a difference. But I think a lot of us are wired that way anyway. Uh, and but it's a great question to ask, and I, and I think Ricky, it leads to a, to another question. Yeah. And I'm challenged for ourselves if we think there's something we can do. You know, there's an old saying that you become what you think of most of the time. And yeah. so if you if you focus on that, you figure out how to get there. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but it's that journey. And, and, and so I think Robert's point may be, if you try it, whether you fail or not, or if you couldn't fail, why don't you go ahead and launch? Mm-hmm. Take that leap. And I, I think a lot of us have learned you know, as we get older that sometimes where you think you're going is not where the Lord wants you. And uh, he's in control, but you learn things along the way. And personally, probably the best example I have is actually having served 20 years in the Senate, but run statewide and lost uh lieutenant governor's race a number of years ago. Um, some folks thought that was the end of the world, may have been, but no, it was probably the best thing for me that never happened. But had I not tried and gone after that, uh, I wouldn't have probably landed where I was, you know, and, and so coming home was a huge opportunity for me. And then being able to serve at the local level, that door opened. And so it's a lot of it's how you look at it, but we've got to go ahead and try and, and almost count on failure to a degree, because every time we fail, We either learn from our mistakes or find a different path on how to get to where we need to be to make that difference, Ricky.
0: Yeah, so interesting, you know, looking at your story, we'll also make this comment and we'll move on to COVID and then some of the more important things to talk about. But so interesting watching your path. And when we had the extended Coastview session together, we had a chance to really uh, talk about this in detail. But you think about your years uh, in the legislature and then this opportunity to run for statewide offices you brought up, but the, the but the chance to go around the state and talk to people and understand how coastal Mississippi fits into the rest of the state and what their perception of us is and all of that, it was all of that. All those experiences were a great precursor to being mayor today, wasn't it?
1: It, it was, and having been able to share that experience with Paula and the kids uh, at a very you know, pivotal time in our lives, we made friends across the state. And I, you know, I thought I had a great appreciation for the state being in the Senate, but really traveling and touching folks and people believing in you and wanting to help that really didn't know you that well and, 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 and really you know embraced your vision. And it turns out being in that race, even win or lose, the subject matters and things we talked about, continue to move forward and we're embraced by uh, Lieutenant Governor Reeves and then others. And so that we continue to at least have a platform to talk about things that are important to Mississippi. And there's so many things we have in common. Today's yeah. world, you know, we get everybody's looking for reasons for outrage instead of focusing on the good in people, the good in things and the, and the positives that we have going for us. This COVID situation is horrible. And it's put restrictions and inconveniences on us that nobody wants to have to deal with, certainly those of us in public office. We didn't sign up for this, but here it is, and we've got to make decisions on, to a great degree, incomplete information.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But, 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 you know, people have faith in you, and you have to return that by listening and trying to respond. And so that was a grand experience, and we came away with better relationships and more relationships and a better understanding that I think, even in failure, yeah. uh, we grew from it.
0: Yeah, for all those reasons, you would have made a great lieutenant governor. I, I really, I really think that. Hey, so let's do this. Let's, go ahead. I'm sorry, Billy. God had another plan, and I'm good. Yeah, with. He did, he did, and look where you are today. So uh, here we are in this COVID situation, made worse by all the lies and. And uh, you know, conspiracy theories on social media. At the end of the day, it really comes down to a simple set of tools that we've got to combat this as of now. So let's talk a little bit about the latest from the city and you know what your thoughts are.
1: Well, you know we found that nobody's immune to this. Um, and fortunately, uh, it, it's it's the, the the statistics are concerning, but fortunately, it's not a high mortality disease unless you have these, underlying situations but it everybody is at risk uh and and but it's the the code is not playing by the rules you know when it got hot it was supposed to go away like the flu does um, but it continues to spread and right now we're seeing spikes so we are being forced into putting in place measures um that you know we're not happy about nobody is but just the simple simple act of wearing a mask you know when you go out And you shouldn't have to have government tell you what to do in this sense, but the fact of the matter is we're having, we're putting each other at risk by not wearing uh, just a simple face covering. And so it's uh, something that's very important and we have to raise this awareness because of the spikes we're seeing. We're hoping we come out of it. Everybody's been warning about a second wave. We don't know if we're in a second wave or just a resurgence of the first, but the fact of the matter is this is very invasive and it's going to be difficult And if we thought the lockdowns were hard, if we don't stop this spread, this spike that we're experiencing now, I don't know what we're gonna be forced into, uh, but we're gonna have to make make decisions. Uh, While we're watching the stats, the main thing we're talking about is watching hospitals and hospital beds and how many of those. So if they get filled up with COVID patients that will likely live after two weeks of treatment and being on vents, the problem is, and we've talked about this before, is when you and I go in for when we got a heart attack or a stroke or whatnot, there's not going to be any place for us. And that's the high mortality stuff that we're going to start to see um, the COVID component impacting heavily. Um, We've been very fortunate on this coast, uh, but the fact of the matter is, and we're seeing overflows in other regions, guess what they're doing? They're transporting other patients when they're run out of beds to hospitals that have bed space. And before we know it, it's all going to be allocated. So this is a very serious situation that we can't take lightly uh, and, and uh, make recommendations or maybe put in place uh, measures that are going to require people to comply. But the key is individual responsibility. And businesses say, and, you know, a lot of businesses say, look, we want y'all to tell us to do it. We want to do it, but we need the government, we need you guys to tell us so they're not mad at us. So whatever we have to do or need to do, we're gonna try to find a path to keep our community safe.
0: You know, Jeremy English made a really good point on Facebook this morning. He said that when people tell you to evacuate because a hurricane is coming, you don't have a debate about whether the government should be telling you what to do. People just, they move. And there's really no difference here. The The COVID is like a hurricane. And as I've often described it, it's like this hurricane where the eye is sitting on top of us and we really don't understand yet what's on the other side of it. But somehow... The the face mask became sort of this political you know thing, and it's a really unfortunate because it's one of the one of the best tools we've got. I mean, all the professionals I talked to, from Lee Bond to uh, Kent Nico to Dr. Nicholas Conger, the infectious disease doctor over at, over at Memorial, they all say exactly the same thing, and they're using these tools. They're using these tools at the hospital. And, and what's what really interesting to note is the number of transmissions that have gone from patients to hospital, hospital employees is virtually zero, that most of the hospital employees that have gotten it got it at home or somewhere else. So, I mean, the proof is there. We just need to use the tool. So how are you guys wrestling with that in the city of Gulfport?
1: well we've had uh, we've had a requirement in place for anybody coming into city buildings uh, that must be wearing a mask all our employees who interface with the public must wear a mask but with the uh, with the governor's order that has come through the executive order uh, i know that all the mayors that we talk on a regular basis where we're evaluating that and some of us are probably going to take it a little step further and give greater clarification so for example he talks about retail um, retail uh, by definition includes bars and restaurants and so there's some clarification there fortunately many of the restaurants that we're seeing they're already requiring it Say, so look our, our, our wait staff has had to have it for for weeks if not months already and if you're going to come in we just need to make sure we're protecting our folks from you and you from our folks it's kind of like Paula was talking earlier today when you go into the hospital even before covid who's wearing masks the doctors and the nurses and it's not they're not wearing masks so they don't catch what you got to the degree it's making sure that you don't get what it is it's it's kind of both ways yes.
0: but I, I yes. describe
1: wearing a mask as a selfless act that yes. you know, you're, you're trying to make sure that you're not being contagious to anybody else and part of what I just did touching this it's that surface contact, touching services after where we aspirate is part of the problem and the masks prevent us
0: from doing that or help inhibit it. So yeah. it's just so you- this is uh Mayor Billy Hughes from the city of Gulfport. When we come back we'll continue the conversation and uh and talk about uh basically inst- institutionalizing a requirement that the governor has put in place and we'll talk more about that when we come back from the break. Uh, again Billy Hughes and we'll see you after this.
1: Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify,
0: or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.